Just like Jeremy Corbell, uh, the UFO researcher and uh, inve- uh, documentary filmmaker, uh, said recently uh, that he's concerned with this new Pentagon controlling, uh, coming up with this new office to, that's studying, that's going to study UFOs. Now, uh, Luis Elizondo is voicing his concerns, too. There's an article here uh, published today in The Hill. Uh, the headline says, Ex-officials voice deep concerns over new Pentagon UFO unit. According to two former Department of Defense officials, the Pentagon office recently tasked with assessing U.S. military encounters with unidentified flying objects is woefully ill-equipped and improperly staffed to tackle its new mission. Moreover, the initiative threatens to derail a congressional proposal that would mandate unprecedented government transparencies on UFOs. In an interview, Luis Elizondo, the former head of an informal Defense Department unit that assessed military UFO reports, said that he had deep reservations about the office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, leading a government effort to investigate the UFO phenomenon. According to Elizondo, UFOs are not solely an intelligence issue. If we want 70 more years of secrecy on this topic, then uh, that office is the perfect place to put it. They've had four years so far, and we have little in the way of efforts serving the public interest. Referring to pending legislation drafted by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand that would mandate unclassified reporting on UFOs and revolutionize the government's study of the phenomena, Elizondo believes that, quote, if we want meaningful change and transparency, then we should keep the spirit of the Gillibrand Amendment, end quote. Christopher Mellon, who ran the office's predecessor organization during the Clinton and George W. Bush administrations, echoed Elizondo's concerns. Mellon expressed shock that the Pentagon is taking on a permanent mission to analyze UFO encounters. As Mellon notes, his former office is an oversight versus an operational organization with no relevant funding, line authority, contracting, command, or technical abilities to execute the kind of robust UFO investigations Gillibrand's bipartisan legislation demands. Like Elizondo, Mellon believes that the inability of this office to engage effectively on the ufo issue is why so little has changed or been accomplished since 2004 and uh, mellon's reference to 2004 is not accidental that november four naval aviators observed a mysterious flying object at close range that appeared to demonstrate extraordinary technologies according to the air crew the unknown craft accelerated instantaneously to hypersonic hypersonic speeds without discernible engines wings or other control services services the aviator's account of the 2004 incident is corroborated by radar operators aboard a nearby ship and an airborne command and control aircraft. Uh, I'm not going to read this entire article, but I will leave the link here for you. Um, and uh, later on in this article, Elizondo says, we've had 70 years to try to figure out the UFO problem, to try to figure the UFO problem out as a government while keeping it in the halls of secrecy, and we haven't come any closer to figuring it out. Why are we going to repeat the same mistake all over again? Are we crazy? That's the very definition of insanity. Have we not learned? Boy, that's a great quote. So basically he's saying that by burying this, uh, and we talked about this in in uh, in other recent podcasts, that the 
the Pentagon had come up with this new office, and it's, it seems strange, actually, that this new office was created. It came out of left field, and and, and, it, and it's in contrast to, you know, this, this legislation that's from Senator Gillibrand that's supposed to, you know, have us this open policy, basically, approach to studying UFOs as compared to this, where it's all compartmentalized under one umbrella. And, uh, and these guys, like... Uh, 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 Mellon and Elizondo, uh, and also as Jeremy Corbell uh, also recently indicated, that they think this is a bad idea, that this is just another way to keep this stuff secret and keep it away from the public. And it could be. I, I highly recommend that you read this entire article. Uh, it's very interesting. Another quote from Elizondo, we in the Department of Defense are very good at addressing defined threats, whether it's weapons of mass destruction or terrorism or stabilization operations. But when you get to something that is ill-defined, where we don't know what it is, we don't know where it's from, we don't know what its capabilities are, we don't know what its intent is, and we don't know who's behind the wheel, that is really that is a really tough topic to tackle from a national security perspective. But just because we don't know the origin of UFOs doesn't mean we should keep burying our heads in the sand. Yeah, he's have some strong words about this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, he's very upset with this, it seems, that he doesn't want, want to see this happen. Okay, just recently, a week, about a week or so ago, the Pentagon announced plans to streamline UFO reports and analysis. And there was an article that we talked about that was uh, it was all over the place. But here was here was an article from CNN. It said the Department of Defense announces plans to streamline the collection of analysis of UFO reports across the government government to, on Tuesday, following the government's acknowledge acknowledgement earlier this year that these reports are worth studying and may pose a national security threat. The department will create a unified group to handle the reports of UFOs, formerly known as known as for, formally, not formerly, formally known as unidentified aerial phenomena. That's what the, our military calls it these days. Across the military branches and other government agencies. And the name of that uh, group, which is a mouthful, the new, new unified group is called the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. Okay, that was, that was and I'll leave a link for that article. article uh, but this is what they're talking about. This is what Elizondo, Mellon, Corbell, this is what they're complaining about. They're concerned that uh, by doing this, it's going to keep the lid on this, continue to keep the lid on this, and we're not going to talk about this these things as publicly as they were hoping that we would start talking about them. Um, <clears throat> and actually, you know, Elizondo in that in this Hill article, he says he he praises the uh, the department, uh, the deputy uh, secretary of defense, Kathleen Hicks's attention to the UFO issue. However, he expressed concern that Hicks is, quote, being hoodwinked by certain elements and members of her own staff, end quote. According to Elizondo, if Hicks had the complete picture, she would not have made the decision to place the UFO mission under the purview of this office. Uh, pressed on his rever uh, reservations over this office tackling the UFO problem, Elizondo pointed to a, combat, quote, a combination of ineptitude, moral objection to the topic, and classic stigma and tab taboo. Expanding on this point, Elizondo stated, documentation exists that, if, if made public, would illustrate the sense of urgency and the need for a neutral, unbiased, and objective office to investigate the UFO phenomenon. He also mentioned his resignation in protest over the lack of high-level attention toward the issue, saying, in some cases, there are individuals who have, who have taken it personally that I left in the manner that I did, and they want this entire topic to go away. 
And he, but he, he goes he goes on and he says later on and he expects concerns about government transparency. Uh, he says there is plenty of documentation substantiating that certain uh, elements of this the Defense Department office have not been forthcoming. That's one of the reasons why there's a Department of Defense Inspector General evaluation determine to, to determine how they are handling or in this case mishandling the UFO topic over the last four years. This is the same office that has bungled up the UFO issue so badly and has been telling people nothing to see here to include not just senior Department of Defense leadership, but also the Department of Defense Inspector General and even Congress. When I talk to certain elements within Congress, they all say the same thing. That this that the support that the the support uh, that this that the office support has been underwhelming. While noting that there are Competent patriotic civil servants in, in this office, Elizondo believes that certain senior leaders in the office are operating in a manner that is not consistent with the agenda that Congress has for the American people. Yeah, like he's really lambasting them here. Uh, and he, but he does he, he does see a light at the end of the tunnel, especially with uh, Gillibrand's uh, his, uh, bipartisan legislation that's... Uh, that they're we're trying, their uh, Congress is trying to pass. I think we're in a good spot. I think we've come a long way. There seem to be a lot of people really trying to get behind this in a productive, not in a sensational way. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, well. I guess it's it's upsetting now. I mean, when I, I you know you you first look at the Pentagon story when it came out, you thought, oh, okay, they're doing something here. I, you know, your first first blush, it looks like, oh, they're just they're just doing this. This is just going to be some way that they have a, a an office with you know that that uh, you know communicates with the public and the press, you know, under all under all one umbrella, and you know try to. But really, that's not what it is. It looks like what they're trying to do is wrench away the uh, wrench away the the power. The, the or the authority that the Congress is trying to uh, uh, em- employ itself uh, to study UFOs, and they're trying to keep it away. They're trying to keep keep things secret, like Elizondo's saying here, which is really sad. Actually, it's really sad um, that they're still trying to keep this thing a secret, uh, especially when you know people. Know, they're just going to make people distrust the government even more now than they already already do. You know, now you have some guy apparently. De- now, there, there's other ways of looking at this whole thing. You know, <laughs> now one of the problems that uh, it just seems okay, like it looks like, like you know, from you, you hear people like Elizondo, you hear Mellon, you hear people talk, complaining about this new Pentagon office that the, that they've created, that the Pentagon has created to handle the UFO situation. But again, it still makes you wonder, is this some sort of overall, is it some sort of just big, some big game that they're playing, some psyops they're playing with the with the public here? I mean, that's what Lou Elizondo was, you know, involved with when he was working at the Pentagon now, wasn't he? Like, what if this is all one big giant facade? What if, just for an instance, just as a for instance, what if what really is happening here? is that all these things that are going on it's just a show it's a show to get people interested in the ufo topic but not for the reasons why you you, what you would think uh not because they want to disclose the reality that there's extraterrestrials coming here no what if 
just as a for instance. And I'm not saying I believe this, but I'm just throwing it out there because, again, we don't have enough answers from our own government officials on this stuff. So you have to, all you can do is speculate and postulate and, you know, wonder, okay? But what if the real reason is, is that, you know, people are tired of war, right? So here we just pulled out of Afghanistan. I mean, this has been, people have been complaining, the the, the, the concerns and the, and the complaints have been getting louder and louder every single year. People are tired of, of, of American troops, you know, stationed in the Middle East. They're just tired of this, you know, fighting wars that they don't want, fighting wars away from this country that we, nobody really understands, okay? So what if the real reason for all of this 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 slow disclosure that we're seeing the, the the this this nonsense that we're seeing right here you know the pentagon creates an office these people are upset congress is trying to pass this legislation what if it's just a show to keep the focus on ufos because and, and that they could pose a threat right because now that if if if, if you know, maybe the, it's, it's to keep the the military industrial complex ball rolling. The, the the you know the the weapons manufacturers to keep the money rolling in their pockets. You to keep the, to keep the money the, the amount of money that we that is earmarked toward uh, uh, weapons manufacturers and and, and the military in, ever increasing every year. You got to have a threat, right? So here it is, served up on a silver platter. You got a UFO threat from. Uh, you know, we don't know where they're from. They could be from China or Russia, but we don't know. They could be extraterrestrial. We're not saying they are, but who knows? So but what if that's the real reason behind this? It's not that they care that the, that the humankind as a whole finally learns the truth about our place in this galaxy. But what if it's just all about money and weapons and, you know, weapons manufacturers and the industri- military industrial complex? What if that's what it is? Just a thought. Not, I'm not saying that's what it is. But it's just a thought, just a thought. Sometimes I feel like maybe we're all just being played, you know, with this, you know, because the truth hasn't come forth all this for all these decades, all these, we've been waiting and waiting and finally it looks like we're going to get it. Then you have the, then the defense department of defense is saying, oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll take care. We're going to look at it. And we're going to, and now, now these people, now you have people like Elizano. So no, they're just doing this to keep it secret. Again, it keeps it in the news. It keeps it a concern. You know, it's it's just it's a shame. It's a shame that this this subject is is has been treated and handled the way it's been for all these all these years. It's just a shame that we don't that humankind as a whole has to has to sit back and 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 be at the mercy of of these gatekeepers who you know they make the decisions on what we know and don't know, and we and it's hard to tell what the truth is. It's hard to see. You, you you don't know. We don't. We have no idea what these people are, are doing behind the scenes. It could be things that you couldn't even imagine. And then meanwhile, there are things coming here. That's the issue. The thing is, there are things here. There are extraterrestrials are coming here. They are operating in craft that we do. We don't have the capabilities to operate in the kind of craft. We don't have the technology that they have. Let's put it that way. And some people out there know this for a fact. Not everybody knows it for a fact because it's hard for everybody to know this as a fact until they see the the actual proof with their own eyes. It's just such an incredible, unbelievable subject. I'm one of those people that did see some, one of these things, so I know. I know for a fact that it's going on. But most, a lot of people out there that hear me, they, they, they want to believe, but they don't know because they're not me. They weren't in my body and they didn't see what I saw with my eyeballs. They can only take my word for it. I could be, I could be mistaken in their minds. 
See, that's the whole problem with this. Until you get somebody within our government that is sitting on that the group that's in this in the government, the people that are controlling this narrative, and that's what this is. They're controlling a narrative. Until they release this information and make it public, all of this is going to seem fishy. All of everything that happens with the government seems fishy. I, I can't trust. I mean, even though I want to trust Elizondo, I'm not sure if I do. I don't know. I just, uh, like I said, I just, it just seems like, let's just, somebody in the government, it's time. Let, let, let's stop playing these games. Okay, you, you know something. I know you're sitting on something. The group that's responsible, that's playing these these games, how about just letting it loose? You know, I know they're not going to do it, but that's why you got you to ask. You got to beg. Even though we're not going to get it, even though we should get it, we're not going to. Not anytime soon. They're going to play games and, you know, they're going to scare people. Oh, this could be a threat. These things are from outer space. I mean... Maybe they're going to take us over. Who knows? We don't know what they're up to. You know, we don't know what's going on. So we need more money for to make more weapons and more, you know, bigger, better, more technologically advanced weapons just to protect us, to be sure. Is that what it is? Who knows? Again, it's just like I, I feel like we're all just, there's somebody playing chess, chess and, and we, we, we don't even know where the pieces are. We can't see where they're moving. They're playing. They're playing a, a, a version of chess that we we we're not allowed to see the game. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this very quick message. All right, moving on, and this has nothing to do with anything I was just talking about. But uh, I was I came across this article, this recent article that was in How Stuff Works, and it's called the Zoo Hypothesis: Are Aliens Watching Us Like Animals in a Zoo? <laughs> Uh, this was written by a guy who apparently doesn't believe we're being visited by aliens or extra, extraterrestrials. Uh, um, but he wrote this article anyhow. He talked about the zoo hypothesis. Actually, the guy's name is Robert Lamb. And I'll give you a little taste of what he says early on in this story that makes me believe that he doesn't really care too much about this subject. So science fiction has populated our galaxy with countless extraterrestrial civilizations and interplanetary conflicts. In the real world, however, we have yet to encounter even the most basic form of alien life, much less a technologically advanced one. Why is this? In the real world, see, he's living he's living in a different world than I'm living in. See, I'm living in I'm living in a world where I did see uh, come in contact with some form of alien life. I, that's the kind of world I'm living in. There's a different reality. Like that guy's not, he's not living in the same world I'm living in. He didn't have that experience. And because his, uh, government officials didn't verify that there's an extraterrestrial presence here for, he needs a guy in a suit to come out to a podium somewhere in Washington and tell him that what, that there, a lot of people are like him. See, that's the unfortunate thing about this whole, you know, there's, there's people who know, and then there's people who, who are on the fence. And then there's people who, who need the guy in the suit and the tie coming out to a podium in Washington, DC and giving him a, an official statement. And then he'll believe it. <clears throat> All right. But anyway, it goes, his, his article goes on. It says, one possibility is that habitable planets are rare and the intelligent life itself is an anomaly. In other words, we might truly be alone. It's also conceivable that other technically advanced civilizations are simply too far away for either party to know of the other. But what if 
Alien life is widespread through the galactic neighborhood, and we've intentionally been excluded from the block party. Behold the zoo hypothesis. And basically, he goes on to say that basically what we're what this could be, this whole existence for humans, is that we are living in a zoo. The Earth is basically a contained zoo, and the aliens come and observe us. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty neat hypothesis. I think it's really ridiculous, but uh, I don't believe it. But okay, because we don't have any answers from, uh, you know, the the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers are sitting on the, on what they know, so we can only hypothes, uh, hypothesize these things, uh, speculate, uh, conjecture. You know, what if that's the case? What if we are, you know, basically living in a zoo? We're being observed. We don't know it. But, you know, that's what these, uh, when, when these people see flying saucers or other weird objects in the sky, basically, who knows, maybe it's, uh, you know, that's, that's like the, you know, that's like the, uh, the car that they're, you know, going through the zoo, like, you know, Jurassic Park, when they're all sitting in the, in the vehicle and, and they're going to take the tour, you know, and you're going to hear, and, and a voice is telling them, okay, over here, you're going to see, this is where New York City is. There's a bunch of uh, uh, murder is really high here. Uh, oh, over there is, uh, this is where there, there, there's a rural area here where they're uh, outside New York where they're growing, growing crops. Uh, watch them as they uh, pick corn. And, uh, you know, maybe we're, that's what it is. Maybe they're observing us like we're, you know, in a zoo. Okay, let's pretend that that's real. We're all living in a zoo right now. This is a zoo. Uh, this is my my house is my own little private cage, um, and maybe I'm being observed right now. They're they're checking in on me. This is this is a human being in his uh, primitive habitat. You know, watch him as he, he traipses around his house like like the ape that he is, and uh, opens up that uh, device. That's where they they keep stuff cold so it doesn't go bad they figured that much out anyway they're not like us where you could just uh you know they're not like we aliens who could just imagine what we want and have the mental capacities to make it appear right in front of us uh, out of thin air who knows you know it's an interesting you know idea to think about though that uh we're all living in a zoo and you know we're being observed you know uh, alien families are coming here and showing their showing their kids, communicating, you know, telepathically, saying, "Hey, look at see these see these beasts down there. They have to talk using their mouths. They have to make sounds. They, they don't have they 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 haven't developed the telepathic uh, capabilities yet. Imagine how primitive that is, son. Wow, Dad, you're right. These things are primitive." Yeah, it's an interesting thought, you know. We're all living in a zoo. Feels like a zoo sometimes, you know. Because a lot of people act like they're they're animals sometimes, killing each other, you know, acting like babies, crying like, you know, selfish, cruel, cruel to others, mean words. You know, they can't get along with somebody because they don't like the way they don't like their religion or they don't like the the way their skin color looks, you know, it's different than theirs. So yeah, we could be we could be living in a zoo and not not even know it and we'd probably, you know, be pretty interesting specimens to to observe by these beings. 
Now, I just want to make clear, I don't believe in that th- this theory whatsoever. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, I think they're here. With these be- There's beings here. I don't know what they're up to, but I don't think it's that uh, we're in a zoo and they're just here to check us out like we would uh, animals at, a, at a, you know, an animal zoo. 